Somebody, please. Tell me what that is. Please. Michael Rappaport stars as a Caltech scientist and LL Cool J stars as a religious chef in this based on a true story adventure. What's scarier than three giant sharks? Three giant sharks with even gianter brains. And answer your question. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Okie doke. Guys, let's talk about Deep Blue Sea. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed the helicopter with a car. I'm out of bullets. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. We are winding down Blue September this week. What? No. Yeah, no. it's come, coming to an end. It's been good, though. It's been yeah, a fun this month. Is, this has been my favorite Blue September that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'd agree. Definitely. It was also more yeah. fruitful than we thought. Um, we had one donor in particular who spent quite a large sum. And from the get-go, we didn't want to corrupt this Blue September. We wanted to God, stay keep pure. Keep it pure. Keep, keep the donations just really from the heart, you know, mm-hmm. for no other reason than from the heart. And uh, to that end, we had always decided on this last pod for Blue September that we were going to let the top donor come on. Let's bring in the big dog. Guess. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> Yet again, right. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Welcome, Matt. Yeah. This time he uh, what a second loan, third loan, hundred. How, how much did you donate exactly? Uh, he reverse mortgage. Yeah, his, there's uh, there's a lot of loans, loans on loans on yeah. loans. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's a really good cause. And it's like that's all that matters. It's a great cause, and I'm yeah. just happy. We're, to be we're not going to talk exact figures, but we're yeah. happy to have you here. And, and we're, we're not we're not, not going to talk exact figures. We have a seventy thousand, but later. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Seventy thousand. It doesn't matter. It was seventy thousand. Well, 000, and what's great is the first seventy k was donated to us, so we greatly appreciate right. that. And then when we started this campaign for right. Blue September. Um, it was our goal for our viewers and our audience to donate to the cause and not just to us. Mm-hmm. So it was great that you returned mm-hmm. as sort of our top donator. Our benefactor. Um, yeah. And uh, for you to jump in again Look, on the cause. I'm excited. I'm back. And um, I'm ready. We were going to save this for the end, but uh, with the 70 grand, as you know, we all bought sweatsuits and uh, we got right. you one. Yeah, waiting, what? waiting. Yeah, it's you can grab it on your no, way out. It doesn't say don't. anything with your name on it. Or it's, like, a, it's, it's a, a boys large. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what color is it? It's uh, You'll see. Okay. It's a boys large. Though. It's like blue. Heather Gray with Please polka dots. Blue. It's nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Ooh, we should have done blue. We really needed the money to like invest in better sound equipment, but instead we just bought like soap and a lot of like personal stickers yeah. for the cost. We the have cost. shower caps branded with 5GFA. Yeah. 
You know, you can like, never have enough stickers. The next time we do Blue September, the top donor, we're getting one of those cash booths where the wind blows, yep. and you can grab five GFA stickers. Wow. But we also, right. How many, many stickers you can, can you get. grab? <laughs> You're going to be able awesome. to redeem That's those stickers. We've also, we've also oh, entered God. you in a sweepstakes from your donation mm-hmm. to uh, have a chance at a free June Towel subscription. Oh well, well, the, the first, the first, the first one payment, payment's going right. to be free. free. The second okay. one, we will need your information you, because you're going to get automatically billed. If right now you're thinking, if you're thinking right now in two years, I don't want a June Towel, right. you should you should ask about cancellations soon. Soon. Right. Soon. Before yeah. the first one, like right now, because already your book. Can I decide second, later, though? They're yeah. re-up already. Right. But the first payment, right. the first payment's covered, the is what they're saying. Yeah, and stay away from them. I'm good on the first payment. And then I'll get my towel if you right don't away. Want more than one no, in June. Oh, in June. Yeah. In June. Next, okay. The following June. From but the I'll next have June, to pay before for. the before the next June. No, you'll be automatically billed. You don't right. have to pay anything. So I don't have to pay. It's you'll, automatically you'll be billed, billed right. right now for another re-up of the cycle. Right. If you want to cancel the third. So my account. First one's on us. Second one's on you. If you so don't want the third, cancel money will be taken out of my account. Now I already have June towel. It will be it will taken out of my account now. But I I'm also getting that first payment. Yeah. You've first, got you've got direct deposit, it. so it's I easier it. than most. Yeah. You know, right. like we're just pulling. I wouldn't use the auto payment. It. I right. ran into some trouble with that with my subscription. Uh-huh. I would stay away from the auto payment. I would get used to the check the by mail, yeah. four hundred and twenty dollar biannually, yeah. paid twice a year. The right. only two problem payments is a year. So the by first... mail, it might delay your towel. So we might be talking July, and then at that point, it's like why even get the like, towel? From a towel at perspective, all. if my towel's not coming in June, yeah. Let's let's end this blue September with. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. The twentieth anniversary of Deep Blue Sea. Wow. Deepest what, and bluest. Twentieth anniversary. What year does that make this movie? Nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Is twenty years ago from today. <laughs> it's almost which legal. Two thousand and nineteen. Are we are we really gonna do a nineteen ninety nine movie? That's that's right, Pollard. A nineteen ninety nine movie. It's a little off brand, but all right. A little out of our comfort zone with this one, but uh, you know, I feel like it's a good movie for for ending Blue September. I agree. It's, it's got blue in the title, and that's what counts. Well, why don't we start with first impressions? Pollard, what do you got for first impressions on Deep Blue Sea, um, Into the Deep Blue Varsity Sea, <laughs> Crushing Blue Crush, Velvet Blue Varsity Sea, that's Breaking deep, points. and Crushing yeah. Blue Varsity. Blue points. Blue points. I got to say. Blue lard. First impressions. I got to say I'm a little concerned that I'm not sure I saw the right movie. It sounds like maybe you guys watched a different one. I watched Deep Blue Sea. Wait. Um, Not Blue Streak. Oh, no. That's for next Blue September. Um, I had a great time with this movie. I think when I put it on, I was expecting a So Bad It's Good vibe. And so um, Kyle was with me when we watched the movie. I was a little hypercritical. I was looking for moments to laugh at it, but I was surprised in the movie that it came through with a good um, dramatic storyline. I really didn't care that much about the characters. For me, it was a lot more um, entertaining to go through the surprise factor as to who would survive. And so that kept me entertained. Um, but I didn't care who lived or died, and I really enjoyed the sort of Jurassic Park yeah, element of yeah. it. Very Jurassic For me, Park, there's totally. a scene in particular I'll point out right now that um, LL Cool J is trapped in a room. It's filled with water, and the door slides open, mm-hmm. and you know that the shark is underwater and having entered the room, but you don't see the shark. 
So there's a little pieces. It's a, it's a raptor with a fin. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're smart. Yeah. So that kind of thing like pulled me in and it reminded me of the Jurassic Park experience, which I absolutely love. Um, and so that kept me in. It was good. I had a good time. To that end, they also go into like the emergency room for the breakers, and like he has to like mm-hmm. flip the levers, and it just yeah. reminded me of the Laura Dern scene a bunch. Yeah, exactly. Oh sure, like, yeah. I didn't even yeah. make that connection. It's a total, it's a total rip off of Jurassic Park, but yeah. So I was talking to Matt about this. We both grew up with uh, no cable channels whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm and, like that uh, too. Did you? You yeah. also grew up with oh, no cable right. channels. It was basic TV. It was basic TV yeah. until like junior year of high school. Yes, that was the same time for me. Yeah. And Deep Blue Sea was always on. It was on the movie channels. It was on TNT. It was on TBS. So like I just have such fond memories of like going home after school and watching this movie. And it was such at that Pollard's time. Pollard's was on LimeWire and Kazaa. Oh yeah, but yours was where you download it. Yeah, yeah. You download it, yeah. and then the next no. His day fond memories were it. going home after school and jumping on Kazaa and checking on how far the download had gone from yeah. the day before. Yeah, yeah it wasn't a one-day download. But, yeah, no, uh, and then you find out you get the Chinese version, and you're like, yeah. dang it. I just remember being super stoked on this movie as a kid. Like it just seemed so fun, and I love shark movies. It it has the Jurassic Park vibes, like Pollard was talking about. So you really feel like everyone's in danger all the time, and there are these, uh, you know, vicious prehistoric animals that are out to get everybody. Matt, first impressions? Uh, I think mine was like the opposite of Pollard's. Like I was going into it. Okay, so I had seen it probably the same way, like TNT, TBS, like very maybe funny. some scenes, yeah, very funny, funny stuff. <laughs> they know drama, and uh, so yeah, I just kind of feel like I watched it for the first time a couple of days ago and was going into it like this is going to be kind of suspenseful and scary and like I'm like excited for the really the suspense of it and instead it was like oh shit this is like a sci-fi original like this is not what I expected this is like really corny terrible acting and yeah it just did not hit home for me at all uh I kind of enjoyed moments there's definitely a few we'll, we'll probably talk about them where like just either like awesome or hilarious or just like nice explosion but all in all i was like wow that was really corny i saw this movie pretty close to when it came out and uh, i really liked it as a kid my favorite movie growing up and still is jaws so i'm like all in on shark movies and there's not enough good ones in my opinion and even just okay ones um and i just love how much fun this movie has with it being so over the top the sharks move at an insane speed um it's directed by rennie harlan who did cliffhanger he did die hard 2 he did one of the the uh, nightmare on elm streets yes so like he's just really good at like not taking movies seriously he just wants to give you like action gore like stupid shit and i appreciate that a lot um and i think this movie delivers to that end i understand how if you don't go in in the right mindset or you don't have that nostalgic Mm -hmm. viewpoint uh it can be obviously critiqued and pulled apart very easily because it's it's an insane i I feel like that's exactly how we would like make a movie like that like that like that's exactly like like, we're like all right we're doing a shark movie but like let's just make it insane yeah yeah yeah. it's like oh (laughs) (laughs) we're all in a room like yeah 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 that works yeah so from that like i hadn't seen it in probably a decade uh but i i loved re-watching it i think it's an incredibly just like fun not serious shark movie and there's not enough of those in my opinion yeah how many shark movies are better than deep blue sea Two. Jaws. And, and Jaws 2. Sharknado. Deep Blue Sea made $167 yeah. million worldwide Woo! on a wow. $60 million budget. 
Why wasn't there an actual in-theater Deep Blue Sea 2? Because they made a straight-to-video one that looked like shit. Yeah, and that one, as far as I understand, is not a continuation of the story. (laughs) It's just the same story again. (laughs) Oh, really? With different people. I um I don't think I ever approach this movie from like a I'm gonna love this movie or hate this movie. I think you need to approach this movie from the right perspective that it's ridiculous and if you can appreciate it for what it is, you can enjoy it. Uh, the cast is awesome. I think that made me like it more. I like Michael Rappaport. I like Samuel L. Yeah, he's good. I like LL Cool J. I like Aaron Eckhart. I like uh, Stellar Skarsgård. Saffron Burrows. I like Saffron Burrows. Thomas J. I like T. Leone. Um, so I like Janice from The Sopranos. Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, what was nice about this watch was I didn't remember the outcome. So I knew some right. of the deaths, but I didn't remember who exactly survived. And that made it a little more interesting watching it this time. That it was like yeah. some mystery that I had where it was like, I think this guy survives. I, maybe he doesn't. And it was it, it kept right. some suspense. I think Paul talked that. about that too. And to that end, I think it's entertaining in that aspect where yeah. it's like a slasher film. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, who's going right. to survive at the end of the movie? Right. And That's I all you're waiting for. Yeah, I remembered right. who, but I wish I had that like fresh perspective because I think it would have been really interesting. Yeah, that, was, have... that was one of the more redeeming moments yeah. for sure is that like, there's a lot of death and <laughs> yeah. you're yes. like, kind of like nice. Yeah, like, a couple yeah, of yeah. them you see coming. Samuel L. Jackson's demise is probably the most entertaining in my it's opinion. The best. Absolutely. It's absolutely and, uh, and then at the end, like I have a big problem with the last five minutes of the film because of the way that it was shot and what the characters decide to do. As a couple of them yeah. get sure, eaten by the yeah. shark, like it fell, it fell apart. Like right at the end, I was like, oh, like there was just a few different ways that they could have ended it. Um, but I so. did want to comment on the special effects because it's easy to make fun of it now, twenty years later. But this movie did a good job of not leaning on the effects. Yeah, they could have leaned really heavily into right. We can do X, Y, and Z effect wise, and they did it in a way that was. We just need to accomplish what we need to accomplish yeah. and move on. So I feel it like wasn't there was, over the top bad yeah. effects. I feel like there was just as much of like the kind of, you know, earlier kind of janky CGI as there was like really cool practical effects where they actually make like a robotic shark right. and like have it moving. Yeah. And that stuff is always like when they're so cool taking to Taking the protein from the brain. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That stuff is always Brimmery. so cool yeah. to see because like the actors always react so much better when there's an actual thing there. Yeah. Uh, so does anyone know who that guy sitting in the chair is? No. Samuel L. Jackson. In that scene, Samuel L. Jackson is like standing up. He's got his hand Kelsey on the remember. top of the chair. <laughs> yeah. There's like an old white man sitting in the chair. Frazier. And John he doesn't say a word the whole scene. Like, it never comes back to right. that guy. Why is he No, they for sure... There? He for sure had dialogue and they oh, cut it later. the guy from RoboCop. Probably. Is he? He Whatever. always, he <laughs> always yep. plays... No, no, no I know who you're talking it. about. Yeah, no, it's not. About. He always plays shady, scary businessman. Sure. And I think just, like, having that actor there just lends, like, there's, like, that looming in, kind in, like, of, like, 99. Oh, yeah, evil but, company. That was but the right, they didn't give right him a dialogue. No, no I, I feel like they did, and he probably cut it. But why don't you put Samuel L. Jackson in the chair? Because exactly. he's the one that shows up to the lab, yeah. and he's from the board of directors or whatever. Yeah. So the other guy the must other also guys, be on the board. The other guy's the chairman, right? Like, Samuel has yeah. to do the kind of, like, he's literally the chairman. Yeah. Whoa. No, that's why, that's why I said Red not PG thirteen. No, yeah, he doesn't say anything though. It would have been a cool ending. His if man the and last chair. shot was just a close, like a zoom in on him smiling. In the yeah. air. Like, what? It's like petting a cat? <laughs> How does that make sense? Yeah. He's just petting a cat yeah. really yeah, softly. Just... 
<laughs> the cat slowly turns into a shark. You see a weird and smirk then into LL Cool J. Like, All right, save it for oh, sorry. He's like, he's like, he's injecting the protein in himself. And it's like, oh, how did you guys? How did you guys take to like the sort of first introduction of the facility when you come in and you meet? It, it's such a like I think the facility is like the best part of the whole movie like out, there's some other good parts but the facility is so like it's so real like they constructed it like again it's not like CGI or like I just feel yeah. like this thing is like pretty awesome like this set that cool. they created this production is like super cool and it's yeah. super like, believable. it looks old yeah. it looks like it's old what did they describe they describe it in the movie as like they used it to refuel uh, uh like tankers like, like during world war ii or something like that world war ii or something yeah so it's got like a fun i just know i just know when they're when they're on the plane ride over samuel L. jackson like sees it for the first time and describes it as like oh looks like alcatraz on water yeah and i'm just thinking like that's a weird reference like alcatraz is on water yeah. Well, it's he says looks like Alcatraz floats, whereas oh, like Alcatraz right. is on rock, okay. so it's like up. You it's know, just it's like still, a funny. It's still stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's super dumb. It's like it, it looks just, like Alcatraz. Right. Yeah. So so Samuel Jackson's coming from this perspective of like he's coming from this company to check on their research that they're doing, mm-hmm. I guess. So he's mm-hmm. like kind of already a little bit critical of everything when he gets there. Saffron Burroughs like basically. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Susan. She basically buys 48 hours and says, okay. I'll show you this results great in 48 DVD. hours. That's like Don't. exactly what I bought, but yeah. <laughs> it took me 70000 to get those 48 hours. Sorry. Three it is kind of funny that he's like never seen it. Or I like was, he get right. the impression he's just like, oh, this is what we're doing out here? Like, wow. yeah. yeah, he's just been looking you're, at budgets yeah, up until this point. Just, and then it's the like, books, come check man. out our shark research. So, and it's like, okay. That'd Mount be the most Everest. interesting thing about yeah. his company. Oh, yeah, the Mount Everest stuff is great. Wasn't um, I, well, is it, did he say it's on Mount Everest? It's just it's some Everest. snowy mountain. Yeah. yeah. Is it the Alps? It's the Alps. It's some snowy mountains. But I love that that's his, like, yeah. I think that's such a cool backstory for his character. Because, like, he could just play, like, the cartoonish, like kind of like right. evil businessman yeah. that's just there yeah. to be like, oh, you guys are wasting money. But like he gets this really cool backstory of being like a survivor of right. like some crazy. Yeah, event and you that's find out a past. couple of pieces of it. You're introduced to it in the plane ride, and then mm-hmm. when he opens up later, you find out like some more shady stuff kind of <sighs> went down. The cool thing that I took away from being introduced to the lab um, up front was how great of a system they had. Like they knew exactly how to do what they were doing. They were able to lure the sharks in, pull it up, extract the juice, like show its capabilities on the brain of an, like a, a sample of an Alzheimer's brain yeah. and uh, watch the neurons begin to fire again. Like mm-hmm. they, they had the science down. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had the science down. Mm-hmm. My question is like, how are they at risk of funding if like that's the product that they're already able to produce? Like if you show that to any medical investor right. a- so around the world, what Samuel L. Jackson was exposed to within 10 minutes of being there. Right. Like you should it's have like, enough that money. That, that, that was yeah. what was making me laugh about that. Like her, like my dad had Alzheimer's. It's like no, like you, you, you just, just like you, you literally have the technology. You've already like basically cur- like figured you're it out. Like you're on the brink of like yeah, like tomorrow we're gonna have this yeah. thing. It's yeah. like that's enough to sell anybody on it, right? And like, they just right. got greedy, right? Because they could have just gone on. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And. uh Brandon, you were brought in as the science expert on this film. Totally. For totally. this podcast, so the please. The neurons become hyperosmotic. So, <laughs> so explain to me, the goal is that they can extract the, yes. the brain juice from sharks right. and pour it onto human brains and they'll be better. Because sharks they're extracting remember... A specific, right, they're, ex, they're extracting a specific protein. protein from the shark because they explain in the movie that sharks, as they age, 
their uh, mental functions, their cognitive functions do not deteriorate like humans Whoa. do. So their neurons keep firing at the same rate. They, this neural, uh, like transmitters keep going at the same rate and their neurons don't die off. They don't like, sleep. They like don't humans get cancer. Do. Like yeah. all these kind of yeah. Yeah. science just facts. Elite Black killing guys. machines, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. So their brains are better. better age. We Apparently. want their brain juice. And so Fine the doctor lines. comes up with the strategy to... Enlarge the brains. This is where she to goes more, wrong. To get more protein, extract more why, protein. Why not from the just like harvest more sharks? I don't understand why that she needs to be so greedy as to enlarge the sharks' brains. Think of it and like jeopardize. Paul, think of it like wait, a sponge. You have a really tiny sponge, right? Centimeter by a centimeter, and you squeeze it for water. Not a lot of water is going to come out. You can't yeah. just get a hundred little tiny sponges. You need one big sponge. So I think you you're not press it. you're not saying it right. You got to think of like time as a piece of paper, right? <laughs> exactly. They're yep. trying, to trying to fold time the paper. You fold the paper and back. And imagine it, so. putting a pencil <laughs> right like through time, and you're putting a pencil right through it. And that's, <laughs> that's that's the shark's brain. I but no, like okay. This way, any movie go, can ever The important it. thing is yeah. they at least go to some lengths to make it somewhat believable, yeah. right? Where it's like, oh, okay, that well, part drop was a couple, believable. drop yeah. a couple pieces of dialogue, and it's like, well, okay, I can follow you. That kind of makes sense. You got to make their brains bigger. As much as we critique movies like these for not being scientifically super accurate. How boring would a super scientifically accurate movie? I have that in genre just swap. Don't worry. Into, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, bring on the boring. Just getting into the minutia. Of <laughs> right. Like, right. With the real science. And just like getting it. really desperate, right. pleading with the audience, like, no, no, this would seriously yeah. work. So this is what you do. We don't want you to I've say got we the didn't proof. Instead, they were like, yeah, no gloves at this facility. We're gonna yeah. smoke a cigarette after we extract <laughs> yeah. this thing. Yeah. Skarsgård like, is ready yeah, to light up. Gives a shit. Like you guys are already enjoying this movie, right? Skarsgård. I like the moment that he has when he's about to light up before they're finished with. The experiment and the uh, the marine biologist girl, she she Taylor, <laughs> she looks at him like like you gives what? him like, like disapproval, what? and so he Thank like Ryan. waits out. But uh, I definitely like sensed an anti-smoking theme theme. Yeah, oh, like the, the arm the movie was no. 1989. There they were they were smoking stogies like the whole night before. I just know that like they were looking down on this guy for smoking, and then when he finally no. does get to light up, you're kind of like, hey, Pappas gets his meatball sub, <laughs> and as soon as he does he's holding out his arm yeah. near the tank and the shark right. rips off his entire smoking arm is bad which is again a badass again. like the shark's brain is so like valuable and he's just lighting up a cigarette right in its mouth yeah like, and the shark looks into the camera and said smoking kills yeah no like he shouldn't have been smoking there no this but, shark is smart now he's smarter than us he's like yeah ah, i feel like he was that. smart and that's a part of the plot and like he clearly went for the smoking arm also, early on in the movie, in like the very first scene, we get introduced to Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, his yep. character Stud is muffin. badass. Right. Total McSullivan. Mm. He say he saves a couple from getting eaten by one of these sharks, one of the super smart sharks. Mm -hmm. He's he's able to wrangle that shark when right. when Samuel Jackson is coming to visit. You see him again, like wrangling another shark to get about. to get the right, uh, license right. plate out of his Sorry, mouth. I jumped ahead because that scene was so cool. It, it was, was so cool, yeah. right? Like when he just goes, he's got no fear. None. You find out he's like an ex-con. He's he's and, so and interesting. Tom no Jane, no Tom Jane yeah. comes out of the water and. Samuel L. Jackson goes, man, that was amazing. And Tom Jane just shits on Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Like, and yeah. then Samuel L. Jackson goes up to preach at the party for Saffron Burroughs and is like, hey, man, like, are you the dude from the thing? And he's like, 
Yeah, and he's like, well, fuck you. Like, everyone's just shitting on yeah. Samuel. Yeah, that's when he mentions And he's the just being super thing. nice. He's like, right. the food was amazing. He could easily <laughs> be like, yeah. hey. LL Cool J's like, like, black people die. Yeah. You're going to get eaten. <laughs> LL Cool J could be like, shut this party down. I'm here on business. We have to, like, get this brain juice tomorrow. Like, why yeah. are we smoking stogies yeah. and, and partying? Instead, he's just, like, being friends with everyone. If, and they're uh, like, fuck you, a, boss. Yeah, they hate him for some reason. That's the guy that's on the board that's going to decide their fate. Like, all of their jobs are in the swing like could go away like, and you, they're gonna just you're treat right. like but because to, of this guy but to be fair these are all like research scientists like they don't have the best social skills they don't know how to interact with people like they've been living with sharks for a while they got, they got, exactly. a, they got aquatica fever and this is the skeleton aquatica crew fever. right aquatica, because the, the, uh, the large facility. crew leaves for the weekend so mm-hmm. that uh they could just leave the skeleton crew yeah. for the remainder of the movie so and what are I don't know if you guys remember this, but like, what's everyone's role? So you have like you have the the tell them about the roles. Tell them about Doctor Susan. You got Doctor Susan. Susan. She's and, a mastermind. And Stellan Skarsgård of the doctors. Dr. Seuss. Skarsgård is a doctor. He's yeah, doctor as well. Yeah. Then you have the Anne Hayes. She's the marine biologist. Marine Hayes. Uh, I do not like to shark. <laughs> you got preach. You got Michael Rapaport, who just knows Who's everything about everything. Yeah, Michael Rapaport is great. Casting. He got the shark wrangler. I don't think there's a justification for having a chef as a part of the skeleton crew for this lab. They gotta eat. Well, they could just Someone have like frozen, cook. but they could just have like yeah. frozen. No, I've never worked on a lab before. They could do like <laughs> PB and J. No, there's like six people. They're well, like, paying yeah. to be there, and one of them has to be the guy who prepares the food for you. Well, I just think about like The Shining, right? Like where they're supposed to be there for three months, and it's like there's just food in the freezer. Like, look, knock no, like, out. look, yeah. his last, his last video. Back. Hold on, his last video is like omelet instructions. The omelet, this guy yeah. takes pride in his work. He's not he going does. home. He I'm like not he's here to feed you. I don't know. His best friend's a bird. We find out later <laughs> he's, he's got he's got no kids home. and a wife. I guess. <laughs> It's like, yeah, he doesn't want to see them. He's he's Where's on a daddy. <laughs> he's uh, yeah. he's with Bird. He's uh, him and Bird are making making food for for science for three people. <laughs> how how sad is it after the shark bite, and they they get him in the gurney and the helicopter scene with him in the <laughs> gurney. Oh. The shark sends the gurney with Skarsgård on it into the glass. Into the, the into the glass, not into the not blue into the glass. Blue. Okay, <laughs> into okay, the glass it. that's under the blue. Got it. And uh, it causes the uh, the glass to break, and the entire lab of that floor uh, begins to get flooded. And we start right. Um, this is where the movie starts. Underwater this Jurassic is, yeah, Park. Yeah. yeah, taking a while to get here, but <laughs> the sharks are now taking over the lab. Which I thought it was insane that like as soon as Stellan Skarsgård his arm gets bitten off. Like, literally, all the shit hits the fan. Yeah. Like, the yeah. storm well, comes, that, everything blows that up, explosion, it gets flooded. And, like, the woman who dies in the control tower. Like, that yeah. whole just, oh, it's like, wow. Like, that this is, is an explosion. It is a huge explosion. Yeah, oh and what's God. cool is, like, you have this explosion and fiery, yeah. horrible atmosphere at the surface. It's so big that it... It traps them for the whole movie. Yeah, so. and you have underneath the bottom floors flooding, and so you have this uh, trap right. that yeah. they're in between. And so them going in between the floors and trying to survive is always met with like, well, there's fire at, above and yep. it's flooded below. Like, the how elements, are we going to get the out? Elements catching up to them. It's great. And there's wind coming through and there's <laughs> hearts on the other side. We all have hearts. Fun board game, shark trap. Ooh. Shark trap. <laughs> I love it. The the whole Sam Jackson and Tom Jane alphaing each other. Yeah. And like 
many scenes where they're just going dick for dick like yeah, who's yeah. gonna who owns who who's the man yeah love that it's great and like it's... by the by the end of the movie like samuel jackson's last scene like he's the one that you're like this guy is gonna be well, the one to save everybody well that's what's great about like we talked about the the snow story is you have this backstory that we are are thinking about this guy knows how to handle disaster why don't yeah. you why don't you talk about it for just a second well, well, just one basically... Thing, yeah, one, thing that, one thing that is explained yeah. is that he's um, on an expedition and it goes bad. It goes bad. And there's seven survivors, but what's revealed towards the end of the movie is that only five actually leave. So our crew uh, in this lab, in this movie, are starting to get at each other's throats a little bit. They're disagreeing on how to escape, how to survive. There's some anger building. Samuel L. Jackson gives them what's supposed to be a motivational speech... Um, and he tells them, like, yeah, seven survived, but only five of us walked away. What do you think happened to the other two? And so he threatens, like, the sort of psychological they made aspect. Yeah, they never gonna, to talk about it. They right. They say that two of them died uh, via the avalanche. Or yeah, the but avalanche that's not actually bad. how that right. they died. So He's like, nature's bad? Like, human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Animalistic I, is yeah. bad. From that, it got to, like, makes it sound like they had a disagreement and decided to kill two yeah, of right. them. Right, they ate. Two people, but, sound, but they for sure ate two people because they were hungry, right? So, I mean, it was a but dark going back to what you were saying about their like rivalry early on. Like, yeah. Tom Jane says, like, Oh, are you the first like clean millionaire to make yeah, money? Right, you right. know, and like you never did yes. anything bad when he's like talking about and his he rap is. sheet. He is the first clean yeah. rich guy. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. <laughs> the uh, the members of 5GFA podcast are stranded in the Alps, and uh, we're at a point where. Somebody needs to get eaten. Who do you think ends up? I mean, eaten? I'd get to that point earlier point? than everyone yeah, like, else. Point just because I'm a hungry guy. You would get hungrier I earlier? I would get hungry earlier than everyone else. So I would, I would make Matt. that choice Matt for would, myself. Matt would pay me $100,000 not to eat him. <laughs> yeah. so. Promissory note. $100,000 to even join the trip. $200,000 to not die on the trip. Yeah, I'm uh, no, I, I, think I want to say like Matt would be like, I'll give you guys money. Like I'm offering myself to <laughs> right. you, and here's money. Yeah, yeah. And it'll just be like, like just make a, it eighty thousand. We'll, just take a finger. Like, it's a lot. <laughs> but like, what is your day? Like, when do you start thinking? Oh, well, what's interesting is like if Brandon reaches someone. that like days before we reach that, then I feel like that puts you at a disadvantage. At a disadvantage. But then it's like, but well, then, it's, but I, then I like I can't get on like the same page as you guys, so I have to go rogue and decide who I'm going to eat. But by you're myself. not going. But now like, you're one against four. No, right. But I'm yeah. saying it's not a. Group then it's decision. like Aaron and Kyle versus Lenny Kravitz. In that exactly. Like, yeah. Brandon yeah. would be so hungry early and annoying about it that we'd all be like, let's just, just fucking kill this eat guy. Him. Yeah. I mean, that's probably what would happen. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's very comedic when Samuel Jackson like talks about this brave story about how he survived and what he had to go through, and immediately following the shark just jumps out of the it's water. The, it's one of the most unexpected great. deaths yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, in movie. I couldn't disagree more. Like I, it was, I thought it was like, yeah, he's dying right now. He's right above the water. It's all dramatic. It yeah. feels corny, and I'm like, yeah, he's dead. What he's I like, I think it's dead. I thought, and I that wasn't like I'd seen it before. What I, I, what like, I liked when I saw that was like, okay, these guys are making a movie, and they're not scared of just having like fun choices. Yeah. yeah, and I love that in a movie when the directors and the producers can be because there's a lot on the line mm -hmm. when you're on the movie set, right? Like, there's a huge budget. There's probably some pressure, and to deliver like a script that's compelling or whatever. I don't I've know. Never been on a movie set, but. But uh, for them to just like have fun choices to me is something that doesn't happen in a lot of movies. So. Yeah, exactly. Like not taking itself too seriously. Exactly. And being like, what would what would make people like have the most enjoyment? Now you've seen how bad things can get, and how quick they can get that way. 
well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together and we're going to find a way to get out of here. First, we're going to seal off this No, it's a multi-fold death because at one point you're like, okay, this is a fun death. Like I didn't expect that. That was yeah. really cool. And then you're like, damn, Sam Jackson's out of the movie. Right now we what just have LL Cool J, <laughs> like, but he sucks. wasn't like turned up to. Sam no, Jackson. he wasn't. But you yeah, were he wasn't he was going to get there, which is why that speech there. wasn't good because it was like, eh, that's the best him. we're going to get out of him. Yeah. LL Cool J was right. He called it right. Mm-hmm. He told Samuel Jackson, yeah, don't stand too close. I think this. Uh, this movie, at this point in the movie, you're really rooting for LL Cool J though, because he's been—he's love him. He's been up against—he's <laughs> been up against the odds on his own, and so he's the one that I'm probably rooting for the most. Right. Like when Samuel right. L. Jackson dies, like it was fun. It surprised me, but I'm not like affected by it. Like that's you're rooting much. for Tom Jane just because he's a stud, but you're not really rooting for him. No, he's just the most capable. He's the most capable. Right. Hey guys and gals. We're excited to talk about a new product called Skellen Skarsgård. It is a revolutionary new band-aid. You're not saying it's correct. It is called Stella Skarsgård. It's a revolutionary new band-aid that will protect your scars. That's right. It is a bandage to cover your wounds, your your cuts, your scrapes, anything you may have. It's a band-aid. It is not a band-aid. You are saying it wrong. It is a stellar scars guard. Cover whichever scar you may have in your body. Open wound, closed wound, whatever it may be. <laughs> okay, it's... It'll protect your wounds and it won't you won't get infected from it. It's 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 like a band-aid, but... It is not st- like a band-aid. You're saying it incorrectly. It is a guard to cover your scars. Order today. Do we think that they told Rappaport, like, hey, like, we think you should grow a goatee for this movie? Or do you think Rappaport was like, this guy has a goatee? Right. No, he, he went rogue. This is, I'm yeah. going to grow a goatee for People this. People think well, I'm stupid. This, I can handle a razor. Yeah. <laughs> before this, he was in Copland with Sly Stallone. Whoa. And, and maybe he added goatee in that. No, the, I don't the, remember. The facial hair really works for, like, cool. being in a lab at sea, to me, like, means you, like, would grow facial hair a lot more. Commonly, you know, you're living out on Alcatraz in the water, like yeah. I feel like there's not much to. Uh, but it's like a well-groomed goatee. It's not like you grew a beard. Yeah, one of the great plot lines of the movie is you have LL Cool J on his own. Um, so you have most of the crew uh, going through their journey of trying to escape and survive, and LL's just kind of left on his own with the bird. Right, and so he get ends up in the kitchen. Bird. Um, it's clear that the uh, shark has entered the room. And he has nowhere to escape. He's fallen off of the shelves. That's he's, a euphemism. He's trying to save his bird. And the bird's Shots not doing anything to help him out. And uh, he ends up cornered. And so he's got, an, he's got an axe with him. So he decides to swim into the oven. This man knows his kitchen. He swims into the oven. He and knows he'll fit in the in the oven. That's like the important thing, because like if he swims for it and doesn't fit, he's fucked. Yeah, yeah, they they film it where it's like you're seeing the front side of him, but you don't see the actual backside of it. Where it's like, 
this just feels like a really big box he's in where he's yeah. like hacking away right. with an right, axe, right. but like in real life, your arm it's is hitting tiny. the yeah. side like yeah. very quickly. Yeah, like, the fact that he's able to go into the oven and then axe his way out the top while the shark is held away. But the shark well, turns, the shark on, turns the on the oven. Yeah, they're so oh, sorry. I missed yeah. that part. I was like, I was always wondering, like, how did he know there was gas or like? Did yeah, he no, the shark. Or the, the shark, shark is did it? so smart uh, that it oh, can turn on cook? the oven, oh. but. The shark is so weak that it can't break through the oven glass. <laughs> well, and there's no there way that after anything. it broke yeah. through like steel, steel doors, doors. Right. Yeah, like, like bolts of steel were like yeah. flying off doors. Yeah. I don't, it's like this. yeah, there's no way that the oven works completely submerged in water, but the shark thinks it's going to cook the guy. So LL Cool J is able to escape at the top, and he has a lighter that also has remained dry enough. Of course. To light. It's a Zippo, man. Well, he, no. he flicks it like three times, and I think on the third time it yeah. ignites. Yeah, that lighter's not working in real life, but he's he able to get it to work in the movie. Throws it back when the shark's entering. And, it, and his line before he throws it, he says, Welcome to Earth. Close. He says, You ate my bird. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> That's right. Lights so him up. Good. And it, the shark like explodes too, which is cool. Like you see, like parts yeah. of shark fly. It's amazing. I love that. It's amazing. I just think that there's a lot that doesn't work shark, when things bird. are flooded. <laughs> birds. One of the things roasted. that Poor doesn't. Bird. I think right. that this movie is uh is really pro Ziploc bags because when LL Cool J makes his tapes, like he puts the tape in a Ziploc bag and puts it in his pocket. It's like yeah. these were Ziploc bags before the Ziploc like pull plastic thing. These were like the clasping. Two things. Right. Have yeah, we asked for a Ziploc bag expert to come on the pod, and Aaron. Luckily... See, we didn't get those till two thousand one. Yeah. Also, the the doctor, the later when she goes back for her work in the lab. That's another get... great shark exploding scene too. Yeah, and oh, she gets her so hard drives and she puts them in a Ziploc bag. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Now they're waterproof. Yeah, that's a it great works. scene. She's she's like swimming for her life. Uh, to get her life's research, essentially. She's going back where everyone else is like, don't go back. She's like, yeah, let's get if, out of if here. I don't get this Alzheimer's research, right. all of this is for nothing. nothing. And uh, she goes to her locker. She gets you know, her life's work. And then the shark comes in, but like, there's this great like fake out where like you think it's the shark, and <laughs> but it's the shark model from the earlier shark in the movie. Model that yeah. she was like, pra- like the fact that this scientist is like gonna do like an like a what's it called an extraction of yeah. brain proteins on a shark and is using this like cpr dummy yeah it. it's like are you kidding me yeah. but they bring it back at the end so exactly it's like, uh, yeah. i guess it works she pulls out the electrical cable right. and is thinking to put it in the water to electrocute so, the shark right so electrify the ocean yeah but okay so but yeah. here's the thing is like putting that cord in the water and then it kills the shark uh, the water's still electrified, right? And the but whole like, facility's like, metal, right? Like and the whole thing. So like that doesn't make sense that like after the shark dies, right, just now it's fine on. to go in the right. water because the shark like, it didn't dead. ground. Like, there's no, no way. it's just still, still going. Yeah. But like but like Kyle was saying, she strips naked, very erotic. Uh, yeah. Stands on her wetsuit because it's made of rubber, rubber, I guess, a rubber and wetsuit. Under her wetsuit, it's just like lingerie, right? Like I, I pretty I much, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That she, secret is out, right? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Good for her. Good. The biggest problem I have with this is like, where's the power coming from? So the lab has exploded above them. Generator. Floors below them. Right. So if they have generators on every floor and the generator that's producing power for this electrical panel happens to be on the upper half of the floor because half of the floor is flooded. Like there's a very small chance that any electricity is right, flowing right. in this building yeah. at this yeah. moment. The breakers. But she's able to pull it out of the breakers and shock you the shark. You actually are an electrical expert. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. true. <laughs> we talk a lot of shit on this, and yeah. uh, you actually are an electrical. But they explain that they have a lot of generators there. It's just it's unlikely to me that the generator is still working. So <laughs> you get LO Cool J, you get Saffron Burrows, you get Aaron Eckhart. They're all surviving at the end, the three of them. And they come up with this great idea yeah. to have life jackets around the fire extinguishers and throw them up because sharks like bright objects and because they're dumb else. they're just dumb sharks yeah they're just stupid they're fucking just sharks at the end of the day they're yeah, just they're smart dumb ass sharks. yeah yeah we yeah. can outsmart them they make up this plan to like use the generator somehow to drain the stairway they all end up in that stairway that's rising with water. Yeah. And you get and a... Cl- 60 feet to the surface. And so, yeah, the goal is to get to the end. They finally get the water to in, raise in terms. so that they can yes. get to the hatch Give or take and approach the surface. And there's like this dash to the surface. Yeah. And they cover a fire extinguisher with a life vest, which the shark takes the bait. So the first bite when the shark shows up is... Uh, not any of the. And then it characters. doesn't take the bait, and LL Cool J gets reamed. Oh <laughs> my god! I that, thought he was gonna die. Painful. I found myself like really died. upset that he was about to die. Like but the man of faith, the man of faith, you know, his faith saves him at the end. He takes his uh, cross, yeah. stabs the shark in the eye. Right. Great little like they show Stupid the little like, paper-looking yeah. eyeball yeah. getting punctured. Yeah, great. So good. It's great. He has the like everyone Stupid get in a circle shark. and hold hands for the prayer scene before they yes. go on their mad dash, and he does the as I walk through the valley of shadow of death verses and. So and, walk uh, through the shadow of the valley of death. Yeah. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cool J gets bit, but he has the cross. He survives. Yep. He gets on top Massive of the surface. Loss, though. And this is where it starts <laughs> to fall apart for me. Loss. This is where <laughs> like the, the, the action to me becomes a little bit. I don't know if unrealistic is the right word. I just didn't like the choices that they made at the end. Right. Right. They're motivated to survive in the beginning, like in the middle of the movie, and like that makes the most sense to them. But then afterwards, it's like, oh, now we have to stop the sharks from getting out. So instead of like us surviving, it's like we have to protect anyone, everybody else. Anyone in real life that had spent like, you know, 24 hours below being like chased by sharks, as soon as you get on that concrete pillar, yeah. you're like, I'm fucking alive. Yeah, I'm Let's out of here. Get out of I don't this care about place. anything yeah, else. The shark can go. We're surviving. Let's let's right. move on. No, yeah. but then the mission no changes. No one else is jumping in the yeah. water. Suddenly, <laughs> it's worth risking their lives to kill this shark to yeah. keep it from getting yeah. out into open water. And they water. have a new cruise going to be in the in bait thirty thing? minutes. In. They have a multi-million yeah. dollar budget. Amazing. But they have like the wrong type of fence at the top. Yeah, it's revealed that now that the fence is but it's compromised, from, like World War Two. It's just an old. But also, facility. they but also they reveal that that was the sharks' plan, is they wanted to mm-hmm. sink the whole yeah. thing so that they could go Again, over the fence. The sharks are brilliant, Again, except no. when they're going for the Stupid fire extinguishers. <laughs> yeah, and he's like they're methodically sinking this thing, putting but they're really shark the trap. Time, but they've they been really plotting. like the oxygen oh, tanks. They love the bubbles. Oh, bubbles. <laughs> so so they, like Mac. Yeah. So they they yeah, come exactly. together. The trainer uh, comes up with this idea with a. He connects a harpoon. But she, she comes up with the idea like on her own and executes it kind of on her own while everyone else is playing catch up, which I think is what's so funny about it. Like she's like, "We're gonna, I'm gonna be bait and I'm gonna jump in the well, water." No, no, that's like, after yeah. it goes bad. Yeah, first there's oh, the harpoon. Before, yeah, there's the harpoon with the gunpowder. Oh, he can't reach it. And the car yeah. battery, and he's gonna shoot it yeah. and blow up the shark before yeah. the shark gets away. Uh, but the shark is too far. Right. And so in order to bring the shark back. Saffron Burroughs decides she needs she to become bait. She doesn't communicate this. On her own. Yeah. And she just jumps in the water 
And she has that, like, moment that's like, I immediately regret this decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's like she well, jumps he, in and then she tries to scurry because back Because he's up, like, wait, like, what are you comes. doing? Oh, sh- I gotta get in position. Like, he's, like, running to, like, help. And yeah, she's like, an Way idiot. too late, yeah. But it does bring the shark closer. Uh, and they're able to... Uh, and it eats her. Which right. I think is the the biggest that's, thing that they were trying to accommodish. That's, in that my surprising. favorite. That's yeah. my favorite. Like that's better than Samuel's by far. Yeah, and like but, that was just so stupid on her part, and she paid the price, and it was hilarious. It was, yeah, exactly. It's it, it, like that's yeah. logically like, what oh, would follow that from was that. Great. And no one else yeah. really deserved to die right. based on their actions, other than the smoker. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> she she jumped into the water. She deserved to die. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. Well, she wasn't avoiding the death. And, and it's basically her fault that all of these things right. happened because she was, yeah. you know. So I told Pollard, like, before, it was my second watch with him, and I was like, the last scene is so clunky. You guys so watched it clunky. twice together? <laughs> well, we actually so watched it three times. <laughs> Um, no, but the last scene is so clunky, and I told him afterward, I'm like, the reason it was clunky is because the test audiences, like, hated that the doctor lived. Ooh. So originally she was supposed to live, and then they hated it, so it's like, we have to kill her, and they just, like, the whole last scene Which makes so much more I sense, like where it. it's like, yeah. no, I know, I'm glad she died, I'm just right. like... It is so moronic. Because I whole thought, series of events. Yeah, like, just, that's uh, one of those uh, deaths uh, where I like rewriting for it sure. Like that was the death where I thought for sure she was gonna live. Like yeah. I didn't think LL or LL Samuel was gonna live. I thought she for sure. Yeah, no, it played out was like, like no she way. was gonna live. Did and then when she dies, you get like a hundred feet away underwater shot of her dying. Yeah, like there's no intimate closeness no, yeah, in that just, death. just gets ripped like, and it's rah. just very much like after kyle explained that they added that later like okay that kind of made more sense to me because it is so clunky well, and, and like then, you said yeah. he she cuts her hand she jumps in to be bait and then tom jane has the shot the shark's a lot closer now and he doesn't take Dude, it he's he throws not ready. the gun down and he's jumps in it's like, he what? throws the gun what? down to save her the then, whole point yeah. was that he shoots the shark he, yeah. and the thing that makes he's caught so off guard he doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't take it and everyone was in position and the thing that makes the least sense is l cool j has been passed out this whole time he wakes up he does like a, he does like a sly wink of yeah. like oh what's happening yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he opens one yeah, eye yeah. he's like i've been half asleep <laughs> but he picks up the harpoon gun and he's like i know exactly, yeah, exactly what to right, do and yeah. it's just like how you've been passed yeah, out yeah. Like, but then he it. shoots tom jane in the leg and that's yeah. amazing yeah, again that it's like yep. so tongue-in-cheek Rennie harlan shit where it's like <laughs> oh no you're not gonna like just blow up the shark you're gonna yeah. just shoot him in the leg hello cool j is thrashed <laughs> about the the ocean is blood red yeah. and he gets out and the saffron burrows is just like here's some like gauze and like yeah. tape and it's like are you kidding me everyone else is just mauled in and i swear he like seconds. stands up in that yeah. scene or he's yeah. like that was tough. Like, what they, no, back. that actually <laughs> changed. <laughs> what they found out from test audiences is that they didn't like to see LL Cool J injured. So they wanted to like keep the scene, but then they pulled him out. God protects him, right? <laughs> yeah. LL mentions he might have to miss his flag football men's league the next week, but he should be good for the week following. Yeah. So the harpoon is half in the shark, half in Tom Jane. It's going for freedom. And Tom Jane's able to grab the fence yep. and rip himself off so that only the uh, harpoon is connected to the shark. LL and cool LJ connects the battery. Connects the battery. Boom. Huge Boom. explosion of an 8,000-pound like, like Mako. And then there's a little tease at the end when they're like, are you sure there was only three, right? And LL pulls his legs yeah. out of the water. And it's like, maybe you guys should be uh, pretty sure if all the sharks are dead or not. Yeah. But okay. Going back to the Sam Jackson, it's just whatever they decide to tell people. 
That's true. Ooh. They tell people it's only three. Yeah. Dang. I like the uh, the mention of the title we pass over when they're uh, making the harpoon. Yeah. The trainer explains like the defenses are weak, and uh, he tells LL like that's what an eight thousand pound Mako thinks about freedom, the deep blue sea. Whoa. And that's the title. Hey, all you five GFA fans, boy, are we excited to share this product with you. What's better than one pay? A two pay. And that's why, if you're starting to go bald, we're plugging LL's toupees. Order now and you won't save anything. Order on a Tuesday in our toupee Tuesday toupee mint plan, and you'll save 4% on your next Tuesday toupee toupee brought to you by LL Cool J. So what are you waiting for? If you're waiting for a Tuesday, that's good. If you're waiting to order on any other day, that's bad. LL toupees. They'll knock you out. All right, let's move on to this local night party of categories. Carl, what's the best scene you saw? Best scene I saw was the last 15 minutes of the movie where Saffron Burroughs mm-hmm. uh, gets eaten. LL Cool J saves the day by shooting Thomas Jane in the leg, <laughs> a.k.a. Aaron Eckhart. Uh, it's a, Nobody it's, knows who they are. It's a <laughs> same guy. It's a miracle they killed that shark. Like it's just a series yeah. of unfortunate events for like 15 minutes. And what I also really liked about it is the entire movie. They're like underwater in the you know facility or whatever. And this is the first scene you get that's like daytime, mm-hmm. open ocean. Yeah, yeah. sharks are things on the are loose. still burning. Yeah, and you're just like just it funny. reminds me a lot of Jaws. So like yeah. I just loved it for that where it's like. You know, instead of uh, Brody shooting the shark, tell L Cool J. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, they gotta Dennis, hip it up a little bit. Yeah, Richard mm-hmm. Dreyfus is uh, Tom Jane in this one, mm-hmm. I guess. But yeah, I just love like I wanted the whole movie to have this like outdoor, like open water aspect, and you finally get it for a very brief fifteen minutes. But it's incredible. Best scene is the you ate my bird. Right, or is that, yeah, prepare you, to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, prepare to die. Yeah, you killed my bird. Sounds like it's your favorite scene. <laughs> it's the best scene. <laughs> and he gets the lighter and he blows it up and yeah. somehow dives away. And it just is like so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's the best scene. I love by that far. it's like him diving under the water yeah, protects it, him from the explosion. Yeah, exactly. That too. Like, and just like even him diving out of the oven or the top oven, like the shark's so smart, but it doesn't hear him just like splashing to his left. And then he like. <laughs> It's just ins- and he has enough time to turn around, light it, and hit my bird. Boom! And, yeah, and he like gets like great so five hundred feet away somehow. <laughs> yeah, so he's far. on the other side of the yeah, room he in can like swim. five minutes, yeah. Yeah. five it's, seconds. It's a great scene. Uh, my best scene I saw is basically where all hell breaks loose, uh, starting with Stellan Skarsgård's arm getting bitten off by the shark, and everything that happens afterward, and commencing with him, uh, concluding with him getting thrown by the shark into the glass. Yeah. Uh, just like that whole insane sequence of events where there's explosions mm-hmm. and like storm force winds and like a helicopter going down and the shark like pulling the helicopter down from the from the steel rope or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, But just, they can't break into the oven. Cool. No, they, they have no <laughs> idea how to break into the oven. Just like all those events. It's so And they're cool. like watching the glass crack for so long. So they're long. Like, yeah. Is that thing going to Maybe it'll break stop or, yeah. <laughs> Let's we, just wait here. Should we move? For, for how rough of a ghost Stellan Skarsgård's had, Kyle and I talked about when we watched it together, it was like, it's just he's just treated so poorly, and his whole his just body is still alive, and he's going through yeah. horrible things. 
It would have been so funny at the end if you just see him and uh, and Preach yeah. and Tom Jane, like the three of them survive. It's like, holy shit, he ended up surviving. He's that would be smoking. Like, you see his hand just right. He's like out of the water. He's like, like lighting a cigarette with one yeah. hand. <laughs> like, like got the cigarette he's got and a, a lighter in the same hand. He already hand. has a sense of humor about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, we yeah. made it. Preach, Preach shoots the shark, and then he's the one who grabs like, the thing and hits the ignition to blow it up. He's just like, what? I forgot about how he's there. And the woman in the control tower, she's alive. Yeah. She's yeah. just yeah. a little crispy yeah. critter, but she's, she's still there. She's got her face is all like covered in soot and smoke, and she has like goggles. She's like, her wow. hair is just yeah. The best scene I saw was uh, the way Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel um, Egg Jackson, <laughs> where he meets his demise. I think his speech is the most compelling out of any character in the movie. The doctor kind of has her Alzheimer's speech in the beginning. But you're just not like it's floored. unearned. Samuel L. Jackson's like that was a great speech. Yeah, like, no, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> I I believed it like. You don't have any other character in the movie who's going to deliver a compelling speech except for Samuel L. Jackson. So everyone else, I don't think, hits the mark with that. And then as soon as he does, he's just devoured by the shark immediately. Love it. Like, I, my favorite parts of the movie was all the LL Cool J stuff, but yeah. singularly, it's it's the Samuel L. Jackson. He talks to God and the bird a lot. Those are pretty good speeches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, my best scene is, it's a small snip of a scene, but it's when... LL Cool J is falling with the rack of food that he's hanging on to, and it's falling backwards. That's very like, specific. Yeah. No, it's like he's falling really slowly, but he's got this like crouched hold onto the, the rack, and he's just falling back into the water. You're just watching that scene like your eyes are lighting I did. up. It's like, the funniest oh, scene. this is good. It's so, it's, when, we, when we watched it originally, Aaron was like, what's the best scene you saw? And I'm like, I know what the best scene you saw was because you made me go backwards. And we watched it like two or three times. Just like that 10 second back, yeah, 10 yeah. second back. so funny, back. and I just love that part. So uh, Thomas Jane is super lucky throughout the entire movie. Uh, like there's a couple chance, there's a couple instances where the shark's about to kill him, but yeah. doesn't. Like he's so insanely lucky throughout this entire movie. But just that luck running out at the end and him getting shot in the leg, like <laughs> yeah. harpoon through the leg. Just like, come on, dude. Like you you just had so much going for you and like that's the worst thing that happens to you. Just like how how did his luck run out like that? I guess is as guess is it. Yeah, my, my moment. My how do you do that is also Tom Jane related. There's a lot of stuff in the movie that I think are good uh candidates, but his like flip move to grab the fin of a shark yep. that's yep. deadly and genius. And eight thousand pounds um, it's a is quick last minute. Like, whoosh. yeah, it is a very it's, like it's like they CGI'd him so much there. It was like the quickest like backflip yeah. one eighty. Like, it's a very rubbery yeah. kind of style. looking yeah. character. You're, yeah. you're introduced to it in the beginning when he shows that he's a trainer, and it's a little bit more of a, a composed like it's not as intense of a scene, but he pulls it out later when it's intense. But like the physical act of that to me is like, how do you practice that? Like (laughs) in most like athletic situations, there's always like a way that you ramp up to like get better. And uh, in this case, it's just like, no, he, one day he just like went for it and it worked. Well, they showed him at the beginning of the movie doing a very similar thing, but less complicated. Matt, how do you do that? How did LL Cool J like just hack away at like steel or whatever. like it's aluminum like it's like aluminum can he's in the oven and he's just like hacking the roof yeah how the do you oven. Get out? like it's nothing right like obviously the space we talked about like how much space he had in it but just like 
just the strength alone to like yeah. be able to hack a, and he's a man-sized right? hole. Yeah. No, he's not no, underwater. He's not underwater, but it's just like he's got, a little, he's got a little bit of water, but okay. not much. Okay. It's, not, it's not fully So he's able to swing in air. He's like the, not the guys yeah. on like there's no gym at this Aquatica, right? Like he's not like lifting weights. Like he's not a big guy. He's just a chef, and he's just he's. Just, I mean, I guess Have if you seen I guess if, if life is seen SWAT, if life is on the line, like if sharks, maybe yeah, adrenaline takes over, but. I I just, how do you but do also, that? it could have just been a poorly constructed oven. Just an aluminum can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my how do you do that is, how did Preach outswim the shark? They mentioned the stat. I don't have it off the top of my head. Any one of you has it? Yeah, no, I have Michael it. Rappaport Michael Rappaport closes Rappaport. his eyes. Yep. Yeah. He, he touches his chest yeah. and he goes, uh, sharks can swim 50 meters a minute yep. or a second. Right. And uh, humans are two. Right. And it was like, so yeah. So that scene where you see the shark fin turn around the corner down the corridor and Preach outswims him. And or her, I don't know if the shark's a male or female. I think, I think they're think all female. A, I think they're female. Yeah. Um, how did he outswim that shark? How'd she do that? How'd she do that? <laughs> no, no, it's how'd he do that? How'd Let's he not do change that? the category. I know El. Uh, I know El Cool J is an awesome guy and capable of anything, but I don't know if he's capable of outswimming a super brain shark. God. God's on so, the side. That's physics. Yeah, that's true. That's physics, baby. That's straight <laughs> empirical data. <laughs> um, Let's move on to that had to hurt. That had to hurt. Pollard, that had to hurt. Um, I mean, the scars guard sequence is. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Yeah, like, that's mine, too. There, there's really no other candidate, as far as I'm concerned. And like, the, all of it, start to finish. Yeah, yeah, the biggest part of it is like, back to the Pappas meatball sandwich like discussion, <laughs> is he gets a couple puffs out. But he doesn't get to finish his cigarette. No. And I feel like when your arm is ripped off, like the first thing that you want is another cigarette. And there's just no chance for him <laughs> like to it finish his so cigarette. Fast, he doesn't even know his arm's gone. He's no. still trying to like... He's bleeding out it. profusely. Yeah. And there's somehow definitely like a, like he a thinks quick, he's puffing still. There's definitely like a quick scene where you can see like Stellan Skarsgård have his arm behind <laughs> his back and like the little prosthetic arm yeah. next to it. I, I got to give him credit though. Did the helicopter arrive or was there already a helicopter at... It arrived. arrived. They so called one. The, the helicopter arrives very fast. The yeah. control tower woman. She's, she's, yeah, so she called in you're help. Right, you're she right. had a premonition. Quick, so, like, there must not be very deep at sea. It's right? just, They're like, kind of deep blue sea. It's more blue. It's like than deep. Right, it's a deepish blue sea. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the deepest. And he has a chance in, like, <laughs> or the blue. there's nothing, there's nothing <laughs> worse. And, like, this happens in real life because, like, there's helicopter, like, excavations of people who need medical help Perfect all the storm. time and gurneys. And, like, it's just, like, a really tragic thing when you see a gurney fall. And uh, of course, it's, it leads to even uh, further destruction. But it's just that that had to hurt. Uh, yeah. It's awful mm -hmm. because you just imagine yourself being strapped to a board, already in some form, like incapacitated, right? And then falling or being bitten by a shark, falling underwater, being like waterboarded, like what a terrifying. <laughs> there's not much more things that are that just had, enough that oxygen to yeah. keep yourself alive. Yeah, I was gonna say like just keeping the oxygen on so he so like can experience right everything right. that's going on. Oh, you're gonna drown? Nope, you're alive, <laughs> buddy. Enjoy the shark. It's gonna feel like drowning, but you're not. Actually so I've got I've got a different angle on it because obviously it's the worst thing that happens to anyone ever anywhere. Um, but what I think the worst part about it is, is that the shark just taunts him 
And like, I'm not going to eat you. I'm going to bite your like gurney and I'm going to chuck you into the glass. And you're going to look mm-hmm. at where you were 20 minutes ago. And join when the you made the biggest scientific discovery of your life. Your life Your peaked. arm was yeah. on. It was attached to you. You were smoking a cigarette. And look at where you've come in 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> you can't have a worse 20 minutes ever. And then have to look at all of your friends on the other side of the glass. How do you not think this is the worst nightmare ever. Like, so many times that guy had to be like, this is a dream. If I could have nine strangers pick my death or have this death, I'd go with the strangers. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah, do your worst, fuckers. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. There's not many options in this category in no. this movie, but... Brandon, who organizes the reunion? Okay, so I'm going to give a, a different take on this. Like you said, there's really only two choices. LL Cool J. And Skarsgård, maybe. Possibly. possibly <laughs> I have a different Skarsgård. choice. I have a different but, choice. No, no, I'm going to go with a different one, too. I'm going to go with the crew of 20-somethings oh, say, yeah. that Thomas Jane saves in the beginning Classic of the movie. Uh, um, so, exactly. So they want to thank Thomas Jane for saving them, so they organize a reunion where they invo- invite both Thomas Jane and LL Cool J onto their boat along with a few unsuspecting ladies who will not refuse because of the implication. Uh, yeah, I like that. What's the implication? The whole purpose of buying the boat in the first place was to get the ladies nice and tipsy topside so we can take them to a nice, comfortable place below deck and, you know, they can't refuse because of the implication. Oh, uh, okay. You had me go in there for the first part. The second half kind of threw me. Well, dude, dude, th- think about it. She's out in the middle of nowhere with some dude she barely knows. You know, she looks around her. What does she see? Nothing but open ocean. Ah, uh, there's nowhere for me to run. What am I going to do? Say no? I think between the two that we see survive, mm-hmm. uh, Preach organizes the reunion. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Jane or Aaron Eckhart uh, moves on to a similar role in a different field, like a farmhand or just some job where he could be a handyman. Mm-hmm solo guy there's no background yeah. check with yeah no background yeah. check he can do his own thing make good money maybe a bouncer in a bar in missouri Possibly. he can smuggle or he won't he can smuggle or not <laughs> smuggle and but preach is the kind of guy that would track him down and want to form anything to get away from his kids and wife he's in new orleans and just daddy yeah, what orleans. happened to the bird that uh, you took with you uh trouble has hit new orleans and there's only one man who can save the city and that man is Thomas Jane slash Aaron Eckhart, right, and uh, his longtime partner Preach. He's in like he's in like disguise. He's got like red hair because yeah. of the background. So. But yeah, I think Preach tracks him down. I think Preach tries to do some sort of reunion for this event. Uh, Tom Jane's not interested, but then he's interested because deep down they go out for guy. sushi. Yeah, they go out for sushi. The sushi's bad. They get bad diarrhea. The next they leave is, a negative Yelp the review. Next scene is them his line is like, in a motel together. I asked for sushi. Like, oh, this is. And then, and then everyone's worst fear, the shark comes up from the toilet yes. and bites his ass. Holy shit. That's what it was oh. planning this whole time. Oh, my He's God. He's like, hey, Tom, you never gave me that sushi. Carl, shit. who organizes the reunion? Um, the white guy at the beginning of the movie that Samuel L. Jackson's oh. got his <laughs> hand on the chair. Secretly from the beginning. He, he, <laughs> the pizza delivery boy. Uh, so the white guy at the beginning of the movie realizes how closely we're to curing Alzheimer's, builds a new lab for another 200 mil, and when Tom Jane, Preach, and Bird 2 find out about it, they have to put a stop to it. So love it. they go to blow that shit. What a great reunion. Uh, let's move on to the Clutch Award. 
Kyle, what do you got for the Clutch Award? Um, I'm giving it to the PA lady. Yeah, you are. She's uh, <laughs> she, Jana know? <laughs> she's in her little Pennsylvania tower. lady. She's in the tower the whole movie. She warns them of a nasty <laughs> bitch movie. of a squall. Uh, implying that they're in for like a really bad time, and then immediately puts on "I can see clearly mm-hmm. now <laughs> the rain," and she's like gone. dancing in the booth, and you're like, yeah. "What?" You can you tell she doesn't get out much. She's lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> I really love that part for some reason. She's she's a badass with the flare guns at the like surprise party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. after it's yeah. already like surprise, then she's like yo know, seventy simming <laughs> the flare guns. Yeah. She shoots off like two more, and then <laughs> she's she's just like an absolute sweetheart basket case. <laughs> and when the helicopter goes down, she gets blown the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> and just goes yeah. flying back. Yeah. And it's incredible. She's and it. she's been in three scenes and in each one i'm like you crushed it yeah what is, i have a question about the song that she plays when like the big crew is leaving for the movie like what is the team morale like at this lab that they're so excited to leave for the weekend that they like play jam music for them i'm specifically going with preach's christian faith coming in clutch mostly because it keeps him going it keeps Amen, him brother Amen. keeps him positive uh, and the little cross thing around his neck oh. comes in clutch at the end of the movie like when that. it stabs the shark in the egg. That is clutch. And the egg yeah. on the eye. Good call. No, the Sorry. He doesn't stab the shark in the eye. Yeah. He doesn't grab the harpoon yep. and save Tom James. Yep. Exactly. Aaron Eckhart. Star David, though, maybe he's yep. able to ninja star it into the yeah. Well, the, I think we can all agree that ninja star, star of David would have been most uh, practical. But, you know, you got to work with what you got. Right. Mine was also like a prop. It was the model shark. I mean, if that model shark <laughs> was not there, someone didn't make that model shark, like she wouldn't have known how to inject the brain and True. take out all that protein. Yeah. Right. Like that thing was I clutch. love that like if it's if it's just a model to practice extracting from the brain, like why have the rest of the sharks made? <laughs> like why not just have the head of the shark? Well it's just as the so model. you can like it's like your like real life simulation. Like there's okay, there's a shark here. It's not just a brain. There's a shark attached to this brain. But yeah. the but the head is the only part that gets removed, and you can see the brain. It's clutch. No, Let's just admit. No, Let's no, admit it's that sure it's clutch. clutch. It's like, for sure clutch. Did she did she fail? Like no, she succeeded because of the model shark. Model, like, the model the, shark brain. I, I would argue that she failed. No, but. She, they they solved it. It's just she fried it at the end. But yeah. Let's move on to quotes. Pollard, what do you got for quotes? Did someone order the fish? Ah. Rappaport, when they first is it Rappaport? Yeah. He, Probably. When Rappaport. they when they first when they first pull up the shark and Samuel L. Jackson's getting his tour of the facility, yeah. they're showcasing how awesome they are, and he's just at his best, like super prideful. Did someone order the fish? We just pulled in an eight thousand pound mako. Like we are badass. Yeah. My quote is from Preacher, Einstein's theory of relativity. Grab hold of a hot pan, second can seem like an hour. Put your hands on a hot woman, an hour can seem like a second. It's all relative. To which Rappaport says, I spent four fucking years at Caltech, and that's the best fucking physics explanation I've ever heard, you fucking fuck. You pulled out of the Paris Climate you Accord? You pulled out of the fucking Paris shit. Climate Accord, you piece of shit. My fist is relative to your ass, you, you piece, piece of, of shit. shit. The fucking Knicks are so fucking bad. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Definitely the best part. <laughs> so that was my favorite quote of the movie. 
Uh, Brandon, what do you got for quotes? Uh, I've got the same Michael Rappaport speech. Uh, no. Uh, so I have. Let's get your take. There's a. There's one moment in the beginning of the movie where Thomas Jane and uh, Samuel Jackson are kind of like. Samuel Jackson is like dropping hints that he knows like Thomas Jane's got a, a record and everything. And Thomas Jane says to him, we're on the water. That whole cat and mouse thing ain't going to float. And just like, just the water puns. The water pun from that guy. Yeah, just like, he, he for that's sure good. had that line ready He's in used case. it a few times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the last one is just where Michael Rappaport says uh, to preach, preach, will you zip me up? Where they where they're putting on the wetsuits? Will you suits. fucking zip me up, you <laughs> piece, piece of shit? Piece of shit. <laughs> fucking zip my fucking zip. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. He's just really giving it to preach in that moment. <laughs> Rappaport always brings it. Hey, I'm fucking Michael Rappaport here to tell you about my new fucking restaurant. It's fucking straight out of New York. You know it's fucking legit. It's called Michael's Wrapped Up Torts. It's fucking the best new fucking restaurant you've ever tasted. Fuck the Knicks. Fucking Carmelo Anthony. The restaurant's better than that shit. It's got fucking every fucking thing that's wrapped up. We got tortillas. We got fucking burritos. Fucking quesadillas and shit. What else we got? Tell us, Kyle. What else we got in that fucking restaurant? I don't... Do you do any torts? Of course we do fucking torts, dude. Fucking any kind of pastry and shit. We got that shit. Anything wrapped up. Come to Michael fucking wrapped up torts. You're gonna get all that shit right there. No fucking fluff. No fucking of that other shit you don't fucking want. We got all the fucking torts you fucking need at Michael's Wrapped Up Torts. So come on in, get the fucking torts, and get the fuck out. I was also in deep with you. Let's move on to... What takes me out of the movie? What takes me out of the flick? Matt, what takes you out of Deep Blue Sea? Jeez, there's too many. There's just like, it's... I think the number one thing is that like these sharks... Like when he kills Samuel Jackson, or the shark kills, right? He like jumps out of the water and like eats him and then goes back in the water. Like the sharks are like kind of small at times. There's smaller sharks and bigger sharks, but like some are ridiculously small. Some are like hiding in the shallow water. Not it just doesn't make any sense for me. Like I just want it to make a little more sense. Consistency. Consistency yeah. with like the shark's ability to yeah. be like really strong, not so strong. Like that whole thing, like I mean, the whole thing's based around shark like, killing and suspense, and I just it takes me. Yeah, out. sometimes they're really genius sharks, yeah. and other times they just like mistake people for fire extinguishers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And sometimes they're like lightning fast, and sometimes they just right. kind of like creep Which up you really need, slowly. Because obviously they can't just be like super efficient and killing like so perfectly. You need them to kind of mess up, but yeah. like at the same time, it's just the like physics of it, the science. It's just like this shark can't fit around this corner, or like uh, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, Pollard took you out of the movie. The science. <laughs> but their neurons like become hyperosmotic. Yeah, like the they're firing. Yeah, no, the entire Proteins. setup for like what they're there to do, what happens, how smart these sharks get, um, none of it adds up to me. Kyle, what takes you out of the movie? Uh, what takes me out of the movie is a scientist, Saffron Burroughs. She's the head of the NASA. operation. They got to get our boys home because the Apollo And you got 13, Billy Bob and he's like, I got concussion. There's only so many glasses to go around. There's only so many glasses to go around. So the scientist, the head scientist, Saffron Burroughs, uh, she is responsible for every like aspect of this thing. Mm-hmm, uh, she's, mm-hmm. she's responsible for the neuro extraction of the protein from the shark's brain. And she's... An experienced pilot? 
She literally flies Samuel L. Jackson in a small two plane. Like, yeah. like I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't either. She literally like to, takes Samuel L. Jackson from that like the corporate. Plane. She's plane. a pilot. She's a surgeon. Yeah. and she's a research scientist and a woman. Right. No yeah. yeah. No. That <laughs> no. takes me out of the movie. I agree. Takes me totally out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't care that she's a woman. Anyone oh, who's dude, devoting well, themselves like to like medical salary. school for that long yeah. to be like. I'm going to do neuro like extraction on Alzheimer's curing f- with sharks and also has a pilot's license. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's insane. Let's move on to McMulligan's. Um, I want to see the doctor survive at the end. I want to hear her talk about her next expedition and I want to hear her move on to bigger and better things or try this all again and, and try to recreate the experiment. Um, I, I didn't like the fact that she died at the end. Matt, what do you got for McMulligan's? Uh, let, let the shark live, like let it out, like just <laughs> like let it escape and do like uh, either just let it escape and be like, like oh a free shit, yeah, yeah, like it's like all right, uh, boy, you, you work so hard, let's yeah, see what like, you got. Look, you're super smart. You had this thing planned out. You dragged us into the water and you jumped over the fence, and that's awesome because you knew that part of the fence wasn't more than eight feet. Yeah, and uh, or do like a point break thing and like track it down, skip ahead a few months, and then you know you have this. Shark cor- cornered. Missed you by like, a week yeah, in Baja. Like, this is bad. You know, like, give me a little more. Drag out that last shark. Came across a piece of meat. Turned out to be yeah. Stellan's card. <laughs> still, still alive. Yeah, still, still alive. Barely, but still Give me that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's mine. And now we're going to turn our attention to Magic Mike's main minute, where we check in with our favorite local teen heartthrob, Michael Hillary, for his 60-second take on Deep Blue Sea. Uncle Mike, what'd you think of Deep Blue Sea? This is Michael. Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? Smokers are people too. When they uh, killed the, the diet, like the Swede, like the shark bit his hand off just because he lit one up in the in the in the lab after figuring out that his supposed research worked. He died. Okay. The next one is. Friday and Jesus always ruled the day because fucking LL was like, oh, I'm going to stop drinking and he kissed his cross and he somehow survived. Um, yeah, then the other one was LL and his dumb fucking cross. Okay, then the other one I had was who was worse, Tom Jane or Michael Rappaport? Now I honestly hated them both equally throughout the whole movie. Um, then uh, we have Sherman Dudley bullshit. Um, yeah, because, okay, so Sherman Dudley is LL. So, his name is bullshit. That guy's name's not fucking Sherman Dudley. The other thing is, I'm really curious about what the tricks are for a perfect omelet. Um, then I just wrote, I'm Tom Jane, because it's funny. And then I had Carter, bring me some sushi at the end. Let's move on to... Um, Brandon. Spin-off, spin-off origin, origin, or sequel. sequel. I'm going kind of an origin spin-off. Just the story of what happened with Sam Jackson and the, <laughs> yeah, and the absolutely, avalanche. Absolutely. That's... Like, I want to see that. We get little tidbits here and there of, like, he was in an avalanche, possibly ate some people to stay alive. Yeah. Possibly you. I love that they just <laughs> sprinkle this super interesting story just in little parts yeah. of the movie. And it's just like, I want to know what happened. Right. Give how, that movie to me. How has that yeah. movie not been made? Sam Jackson and six other no guys idea. on a mountain and an avalanche and they have to and eat or five. kill to well, survive. Now, now what they can do with like the de-aging you know, CGI effects, they can still make it today. Yeah. I think they should make it today. Whoever's listening. I'm in. Yeah. Actually put them in an avalanche and just like Blair Witch Project just, it. Just see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, give me that movie. 
My SOS would be uh, seeing Rappaport at Caltech because <laughs> he didn't fit in. You know, even yeah. if he went there, he did not fit in and have a good time at Caltech. I want to see Michael Rappaport origin story. I want to see uh, it's where the goatee come from. It's it's Goodwill Hunting meets Billy Madison, where Rappaport is beating up everyone at Caltech and getting in trouble. Uh, I want to hear him deliver the line. How do you like them fucking apples? <laughs> but unlike Will Hunting, he's a complete moron. <laughs> he has to work extremely hard to graduate. Everyone's really curious how he got in in the first place. It's a really boring movie, and it ends with his teacher pulling a ton of strings, calling in every favor to have this idiot get a job on a floating Alcatraz where all he has to do is memorize the schematics of the facility. He's for sure the old guy in the beginning of the movie. It's for sure his son. Yeah. Like Michael Rappaport is for sure that guy's son, and he just hooked him up. Yeah. Friend of his grandfather's name is like Wilbur Caltech. That's how it's making sense okay. now. The show. Right. Matt, what do you got for spinoff origin story? I feel or like th sequel? there's plenty. There's like there's Tom Eckhart's uh, felon story, mm -hmm. right? Like I would like to know. It sounds interesting. Like that, I'd totally watch that. that. Sound, yeah. uh, and then there's Preaching Bird, like. <laughs> How did they I become that really <laughs> animated? Up, like, <laughs> like, how did that like origin start? Preacher, like, pre preacher. <laughs> give me preacher bird. Uh, does like bird just fly into his life and just like you know show him his faith? Like I don't know. Did there's he buy there. bird insurance? Yeah, does, <laughs> bird, there's a lot of bird law there that we can learn about. He doesn't know uh, much about bird law. But if it's a sequel, I want, I want that, uh, I want that shark to escape. Mm -hmm. And I want that shark really smart. And the shark smarter than the it shark, is already? Even smarter, just the brain Holy keeps growing. Okay. Smarter and smarter. Goes to Caltech, just tries to have an honest living, like just being like a really smart <laughs> shark. It's Michael Rappaport you know, like it's not, chest. He's not a killer. Besides, I'm going to get my MBA. He realizes the killer is like all of us. Like we're all... There's yeah. The yeah. yeah, something. What something we like do that. to yeah. each he other. He looks at our yeah. world says, I don't like He's this. like, look, nature's bad. Yeah. But and it's like, like whoa, the man, guys are worse. Mankind is yeah. worse, yeah. Mankind, huh? <laughs> uh, let's sport, move right? on to genre swap. Um, I would love to see this movie embrace comedy. I think that there are glimpses where we talked about before that the directors choose to go with fun choices. And I just think that if they played with the dialogue more and they really just uh, took a comedic approach to what these sharks were going at, that they could have a fun... Um, comedy group with these people who survive or don't survive and the deaths could be even that much more funnier um and i would love to see them just like embrace comedy like full-heartedly yeah the cast is definitely yep. there to have it be a really funny movie yeah, yeah. perfect Matt, what do you got for genre swap i'm going um softcore i'm going softcore because <laughs> of the uh the implications that is a first i'm thinking the implications are just enough to just really spice up this deep blue, blue sea yeah yeah, yeah. Soft uh, let's move on to Blu-ray price. Blue September. Our Blu-ray, Blu bluest Blu-ray price of the Blu-ray that you'd mm -hmm. pay to have it. The only way you could ever watch this movie again mm -hmm. was to pay for this Blu-ray, mm -hmm. to own it, to watch it again. Oh, okay. Kyle, what would you pay September for your Blu-ray, Blu Blue September Blu-ray price? Honestly, if we didn't have such a generous donor, I probably would have gone lower. But I think he'd buy me this movie for like eight times what I'm willing to pay for it. <laughs> eight so, times yeah, we're loaded now. Yeah, yeah like I would say it's, it's like 50 money. bucks, yeah, but I money. feel like he'd pay like 9,000 to, to, 
if I was like, hey, get me a copy. He'd pay whatever it took. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate just that. Happy so to be here. I'm just happy you're here, man. I'm happy to be here. Uh, if I had to actually give a number and I'm paying for it, 20 bucks. It's yeah. a great movie. It's appropriate. Yeah, I'm going a little lower. I like this movie. I don't feel any real nostalgic attachment to it. I'd pay $15. It's a fun watch. I don't dislike yeah. it. I'd watch it again, but I'm not. If I don't, I'm not going to be bummed out about that. Yeah. So, 15 bucks is about right. I would not pay $15. This is going to be my lowest price, I think, yet. And it, uh, maybe not, but I put down fourteen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> so wouldn't pay fifteen, but I would pay fourteen ninety nine. Um, honestly, if I never saw this movie again, I'd probably be okay. I do want to watch it again, like once in ten years. So for that. Fourteen ninety nine. The deepest and bluest that I would go for this <laughs> Blu-ray uh, would also be fifteen dollars. Uh, like Kyle said, like shark movies, just they hold a special place in my heart. I love any movie that has a sea creature in it. Uh, so this is like one of the tops for sea creature movies. Yeah, so. basically sea Weesh. creature movies and sports movies are kind of like oh, your sports two. movies are way up. Yeah, there for those me. are yeah, your yeah, two yeah. sea preacher movies. Though. Whoa, with birds. No. Yeah. I would go fourteen ninety nine, ninety eight. Twenty bucks. Matt, what would you pay for this Blu-ray? I'm going Mike Hillary zero, nothing, nada. Like I don't ever need to see it again. Let's move on to would this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Uh, my answer for this is absolutely. This works as a McSullivan vehicle. <clears throat> In my rendition, uh, McSullivan plays the role of Samuel L. Jackson's character. Mm-hmm. We get introduced to the lab and the team, just like in the original, but when the sharks start to fight back and they send uh, Skarsgård into the glass, <laughs> McSullivan decides to, decides to drink the shark brain juice, <laughs> immediately giving him super strength and, getting him a little buzzed. <laughs> and growing his arms, um, and he's able to hold the glass tank together and save the team. <laughs> He gets gills too. For sure. When the sharks break in anyway, he proceeds to fist fight underwater each shark one by one. Um, he saves the day and is praised by many, but he is left with an appetite for more shark brain juice and develops a hardcore physical addiction to the substance. With no current supply left, he turns to an old and trusted cocktail. He relies on cocaine, Marlboro Reds, and egg salad sandwiches <laughs> to fuel up for his quest for more shark brain juice. He embarks on a journey and brings Pops with him. They're able to capture their first shark and extract the brain juice, but they mess up on the potency of his dosage, and he gets too strong. He's also pent up on his lack of any action with the ladies. It's honestly scary because it's true. Yeah. This could happen. So they mess up the dosage, and he gets too strong. He's also pent up on his lack of any action with the ladies after committing to this journey at sea with only Pops. And his sexual frustration turns into full-on carnage, and he kills Pops. Whoa. That was incredible. Twist ending. Yeah. Fucking loved it. Brandon, what do you got for McSullivan? My McSullivan is a little dark, so just a a fair warning. Uh, So Pops is the Sam Jackson character, and when he's retelling the story of what he had to do to kill people to get out of the avalanche... What really happened is that Pops and McSullivan got trapped in an avalanche with a bunch of nerds after McSullivan tried to see how loud he could yell penis in the mountains. Uh, <laughs> that's not Classic the end. McSullivan. That's, that's not, that's not the end. McSullivan! 
Pops comes to, finding that, much to his chagrin, McSullivan survived the avalanche. After digging themselves and the other survivors out, Pops and McSullivan build a fire and get some rest, but not before McSullivan takes some bath salts. Pops wakes up to see that McSullivan has eaten the remaining survivors. McSullivan and Pops are rescued by a rescue crew, and McSullivan tells Pops that if he ever tells anyone what really happened on the trip, he'd eat Pops' daughter. Kyle, what do you got for McSullivan? Okay, so this is one of the first movies that I'll say this. This does not not work as Whoa, a McSullivan not, vehicle. Not, did you say not twice, not, or were you oh, emphasizing not? Yeah. Oh, double neck? The old double, <laughs> double neck? Yeah. <laughs> double you neck salad sandwich. Son of a bitch. <laughs> double neck In this version of McSullivan, Pops is worried about Max's poor health after Pops discovers McSullivan's been pissing blood for 15 years. <laughs> They take Mac into the hospital. After running tests on Mac, they realize he's a goddamn medical miracle. <laughs> while under <laughs> while under the knife, without asking McSullivan, they take brain protein from him in order to not just cure Alzheimer's, but also other medical anomalies. <laughs> and they also use it to breed a superhuman army that is invulnerable. Mac has to go on a Rambo-esque killing spree against the superhuman army and destroy the doctors who betrayed their Hippocratic Oath. Along the way, McSullivan bangs Kelly Lynch. Mm -hmm. The end. (laughs) Wow. So it's like Face Off. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of things. That's going to do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. Uh, You can email us at fiveguysflickingaround at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at fiveguysflickingaround. Check out our podcast on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Yeah, and I think we want to tell you, the people, thank you for a blue September. This month really couldn't happen without the participation of many and the donations of few. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just really appreciate, Matt, your uh, cooperation and your involvement in this cause. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for their support. Sure. We can all agree this is definitely one of the bluest Septembers. Blue, yeah. yeah, deepest and bluest September I've ever been a part of. That's for sure. And uh, thank you to all those who have supported. And for all the questions that uh, you guys have emailed in asking, like, what is this cause? What is this about? You know, hopefully that's been clarified, and uh, and now you know yeah, about Blue September. Hopefully, just like having me on, everyone understands now what yeah, it's all about. Yeah. Right. That'll do it for Blue September. I want to give the last few seconds to Matt Bailey to close this out. Uh, Matt, whatever you got, appreciate your time, brother. I just want to say, great cause. Like, love what you guys are doing. I think like a lot of people would agree. Everybody who listens, uh, I know that. You guys have been blowing up on your Gmail account. I know people are always Gmailing you, you know, all their, their, their positive thoughts. And I'm one of those people. And I'm just a boy. Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing! If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass?
Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. You gotta go Oop, first. I'm not even plugged in. Another fucking bot. Rapaport singing. Candy liquor. I'm gonna fucking lick you up, bitch. You guys are wasting money. Shark Lake starring Dolph Lundgren. Do it sexier. That's my thing. Juice to get the juice. Whoa, with birds. Super schmuck. Super schmuck, make him.